Well, welcome everyone. You're listening to A Night at the Roundtable, coming to you live from bbsradio.com station two. My name is Caroline Oceana Ryan. I'm an author and channeler, and I'll be your host for this evening. And I'm here with my amazing co-hosts, energy healer and bioenergetics expert, Banayak, energy healer, Randy Miller, psychic medium and soul historian, Omina McGee, our Faction 3 White Knights, Rama Berkowitz and Tara Green, and one of our panelists is here, Penny Christofferson. So our guest in the second hour will be an absolutely amazing energy healer, Janet Dorr. Janet has been on the show a few times. We're very happy to welcome her back. So we do look forward to that. And call in if you've got a question for Janet or for any of the co-hosts or our guests, uh, you know, um, it could be a question or a comment. It's up to you. It doesn't have to be about the issue we're discussing directly, but it's helpful. <laughs> so please do call in. The numbers to call for Station 2 are 888-429-5471 or 323-744-4841. So I'll give those again. This is These are the numbers for Station 2. If you're online, you'll see them listed there. 888-429-5471 or 323-744-4841. So wonderful to start us off today. We're going to have a short meditation from our wonderful friend, Omina McGee. So I'll pass that talking stick to you, Omina. Thank you, Caroline. And everyone get relaxed. This evening... I am going to do a meditation on to find a safe place. Now, this is a place you can always visit whenever you feel stressed out, especially in living in the world today with so much different energies flying everywhere and so many different problems flying everywhere. So get yourself comfortable. It's designed to allow us to escape from the pain and suffering of the world or any emotional pain we have in ourselves. Because sometimes what's going on in the world, we get triggered, brings us back maybe to a painful memory, a place of loss, a place of trauma, whatever it may be. And we know we wouldn't be here on this earth unless we were experiencing something like that. And remember, it's all temporary. It all does pass. So sit yourself in a chair, your legs are uncrossed, your arms are sitting on your legs with your palms turned upwards. Take several deep breaths to let go of the day's tension or any tension that you may be holding on to, any tension or any stress. Ask your spirit guides to draw close to you. And say a prayer quietly to yourself, asking for their love and protection. As you sit there quietly, breathing gently, allow yourself to find a pathway and begin to walk along it. Eventually, you will arrive at a beautiful place where water is flowing. Flowers are in bloom. And birds are singing. 
look for a place to sit and soak up the atmosphere. Some of you might want to go into a cottage or sit outside the door. Or you might just want to sit on a bench or in your favorite chair in your garden. Still watching the water flow and listen to the birds sing. As you sit there, you're going to wait patiently for someone to come to you. Your spirit guides will appear in a form that is familiar to you. Invite them to sit with you. And then allow them to talk to you through an inner meditation of their choosing. Allow them to talk to you in an inner meditation of their choosing. This meditation will strengthen and rejuvenate you. Know that you can come here anytime you choose and that your spirit guides will always come to assist you. Spend time talking with your spirit guides about your problems and listen to their advice. Because when you ask, they will answer. Allow yourself to know that you will remember this advice when you are fully conscious. When your time with them is completed, return along your pathway and allow yourself to return to full consciousness. You will not forget this meditation because this is your safe place to go. And all you have to do is close your eyes when you need to be refreshed and rejuvenated and go there. I pass the talking stick back to you, Oceana. Thank you so much, Omina. That was so, so beautiful. And I greatly appreciate it because if I didn't talk to my guides periodically... I'd probably go slightly, you know, as the English say, lulale, or whatever the phrase yeah. is, slightly <laughs> mad, because they always replenish you with a feeling of, yes, there's enough sustenance, there's enough strength, there's enough patience, there's enough support. Maybe if you're not feeling well or you have a sudden expense, they, they will supply support in that way, physically or financially. And um, it, it really is just the saving grace, I think, for, for most I t- of I totally agree. I am telling you, I have the best guides because they put up with me. <laughs> and they love me. And I can be on fire. Lots of times I am on fire. And they'll come along and call me right down. Or they'll say, lie flat. <laughs> that means... Time to lie flat and let them do their work and and neutralize my energy. Yeah. No. So, and they, I do know without without a doubt for anyone that's listening, trust because when you ask, the universal law says they have to answer. But be very clear. You don't ask a question. Well, I think I want this. No, you either want it or you don't. Be very clear about what it is you're asking. I'm done. Thank you, Caroline. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much, Amina. Very beautiful indeed. Um, 
So I'm going to go around and ask people for energy updates that they might want to offer if they feel so inclined. It's a very intense time energetically. I have really felt exhausted by these energies over the past month. And I know a lot of people have. And if you want to put yourself in that circle of light, circle of support or loved one, just image this beautiful circle. We're all standing in a circle with all the angels, archangels, all of the beautiful guides, ascended masters, etc. And put whatever you're carrying that's too heavy for you, put it inside that beautiful circle and it's full of light. As soon as you put it there, it's going to receive the, the higher focus of light that you've been calling on from your soul, from your guides, from the higher realms. And this is a, comes as a beautiful assurance, I think. So uh, let's go around. I don't know, Vinayak, if you wanted to offer uh, a few insights. <clears throat> That's up to you. Uh, I don't know the voice is fully okay, but um, I'll pass the talking stick to you if you'd like to add something at this point. Thank you. Thank you, Caroline. Uh, yes, I am back. I have a voice. And uh, I'm feeling a lot of gratitude. And I certainly feel the timeline shift. Um, it feels much more like I'm living in a fifth dimensional and beyond world than the 3D world. I'm just sort of watching everything happen right now. Um, definitely experiencing being the witness. Uh, grateful for the healing that I've received. Grateful for the circle of support. Grateful for everybody's love. And I would just echo what Amina was saying and Caroline that yes, we all do have the guides. We all do have guardian angels. We all do have uh, the support if we will just ask. And I know for myself, sometimes that's the hardest thing for me to do is to ask for help or to ask for support. And yet, I know that it's available if we just do it. Uh, bring yourself, no matter what it takes you to get to that point where you can ask for the love, ask for the support, ask for the guidance, whatever it is, that ability to ask is really the beginning of our own healing and of our own ability to receive, really. It really comes down to a, a situation of, is it easier for you to receive or easier for you to give? And whatever that is, it's time to bring that into balance. As we bring in the divine feminine and the divine masculine, it's time to bring it into balance. It's time to end the struggle 
and in the um, the the war, whether it's going outside or inside of us, we now have an opportunity with this much light and with this much love coming into the planet right now and that we are so blessed to receive. It really is time to make this transition and to allow yourself to receive the beauty and the um, I guess I want to say the, the love that's here for us and uh, for each other. And be gentle and be kind to yourself. You know, remember that the healing begins with the kindness that you extend to yourself whether that's taking time out, whether that's uh, resting, relaxing, uh, taking things a little bit slower. Maybe it's just taking a break and becoming aware of your breath. And um, I'm so grateful to be able to breathe again and have my lungs clear and to not be coughing every five minutes. And to be able to use my voice. And uh, I hope that my voice that you're listening to right now will provide the peace and the comfort and the love that you've been seeking. And with that, I pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. Thank you so much. Thank you, Vinayak. Really a beautiful testimony to uh, how so much of our path is about being healthy, regaining health, and and then coming into this moment of total thankfulness for any and all good health that we have and any ability, physical ability we have. And I'm thrilled to hear you speak again because your voice carries so much light and comfort and a lot of just a healing vibration. So thank you so much, my friend. Very glad you're here. And um, so, okay, um, I don't know, Randy, have you got maybe a cash update or anything else that you would uh, like to uh, contribute right now? Any insights? Thank you, Caroline. Well, I advise everybody to look on YouTube and just watch last night's presentation. Start at about the 18 to 19 minute mark and Mr. Cash reveals all his new technology for providing power to your house, gas for your gas furnace, and power for the house. And he talks about the car stuff and all the other things he's doing. It's quite a revolution. It's not something you can surmise in five or ten minutes. Yeah, he explains it very, very well. He never tells you how it works because that's not the idea. But he tells you what the benefits are. And the benefits are it changes the energy in your home. So if you have this, if you have a big unit that does a community, it'll change the entire community. So many of you are ready to step into a new you, your highest future timeline. But first, we must be willing to let go. You must energetically and physically let go of what is no longer serving you in order to see the path to what is. 
We must start from where you are, not where you wish you were. This is what becomes the path to your future self. Drop into your current reality and gain clarity. Once we do this, we will be able to make the shifts necessary to step into a higher expression of who you are. I pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. Well, thank you so much, Randy. I'm just wondering, what can you give us the title of that cash presentation? Was it the Knowledge Seekers one that I noticed what, earlier today? What I'm going to do, I'm going to put the link in the chat. All right, go ahead, if you would. Uh, do that as soon as you can, and then we'll share that with people. That is great. Um, Ms. Omina, would you like to uh, offer any insights? Well, I did. I thank you, Caroline. I did talk a little bit about the energies, and I'm practicing on keeping myself grounded because, as you know, I'm a storyteller, so nearly everything is a story. I went out the other day to the mailbox. Went to the mailbox on the way back. Right outside my door, there's a man sitting under the shade sunning himself. Now I know him. Never saw him when I walked out the door. Now I can make myself invisible to people, but I never thought I'd make other people invisible to me. (laughs) And it was just funny. It's like sometimes we're not aware how powerful our energy is. And we have powerful energy. And we can use that powerful energy energy for the highest good or we can use it for the lowest I choose the highest good and if like I said before if we go out there and we can just be kind to people do it if you don't have it in you to be kind to people go out there and find someone that's going to be kind to you and they will be and that's what makes us that's what makes us great in the light of the energy and everything else. That's what makes us one. I pass the talking stick. Wonderful. Thank you, Omina. And um, I, ju- I love that you can make yourself <laughs> disappear. You can glamour people, in other words. It means you're part fairy or part elf. <laughs> oh, yes. I've, yes, I've done, I, have, I have done that. And I've been in the middle of a, a room full of people. And when I decide to make myself visible, you know how sometimes you don't want to be bothered because everybody's staring around you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes up and says to me, I didn't know you were here. I didn't see oh. you. And, and I forget that I'm not keeping that up. And then I go, oh, my goodness, to myself, it works. <laughs> wow. It <Well>, does work. <laughs> so cool. Well, uh, I wanted to say also, as far as that cash knowledge seekers workshop, it's the 443rd. That's the number. If you want to find it on YouTube. So it's 443RD, 443rd knowledge seekers workshop, July 28, 2022. That's the full title. So if you, in fact, just go for knowledge seekers workshop and put in today's date, July 28th. 2022, um, 
it, it will probably come up. And it starts at about 21 minutes. And that's the point at which Mr. Cash begins to speak. So if you're wondering, why does it jump in like that? It's because they bring you right into the portion that has the real content. So, all righty, wonderful. Uh, Penny, did you have any news update that you wanted to give? Hoping that it's not either too hot or too rainy up there in Alberta. Ah, I thought you were talking to me. I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, your name's Penny. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't hear it actually quite clearly. So there you go. But anyway, um, I'd like to report that I took the advice of uh, several people speaking today. and I took the day off on Sunday and uh, I had two major experiences. I took a friend to a um, uh, local uh, farmer's market on the east side of Edmonton. And I missed the turning into the parking lot and had to go around the block. And as a result of going down the, around the block and turning east in order to go south again, we drove through an encampment that was about a block um, a block long on, a, on an avenue, on a, either side of an avenue. And neither of us have ever seen anything like this before. It was um, very shocking. Um, just you, you couldn't go fast. I, you don't go fast on a city street anyway. But in this case, the whole place was just full of people. And there were tents literally just butting up to each other. And people and children going in and out. And uh, all we could say is, for goodness sakes, where are the bathrooms? Where's, where's the washing up places? There were, and everybody was just um, dirty and hot and grumpy. And my goodness, I'd never seen anything. I've heard about this kind of stuff in Edmonton, but I'd never seen it before. And that was um, a hard thing to see. So later, later on in the day, uh, there were four or five of us on a riverboat. And the riverboat in Edmonton is called the Edmonton uh, Queen. And she, she goes up the river, um, uh, I guess, about uh, 12 or 13 blocks, and then turns around in the middle of the river and comes back. And it was a very, very, um, I felt like I was in two places at once, because when you, what I was thinking about given my background in history and so on, I was just looking at the embankments on either side of the river, which were really high, and wondering what it was like being in, in the past and coming there for the first time, or being the settlers living along the river and down on the river banks. And um, then to look up and to see one of the most modern bridges that we have on the river. And it was... Um, it was quite an experience just to be there. I, I've been wanting to do it for years. In fact, ever since the, this uh, these um, boat trips started, and this was the first time I got to do it. So it was really uh, an interesting experience. But the two kinds of energy um, are on opposite ends of the scale. And um, beyond that, I'm I'm still don't know how to describe it. It's um, the, the what I saw on the streets, it just uh, it was just too hard to even accept that that kind of thing goes on 
in uh, in the city. I don't live in the city, but I use the city obviously quite frequently. And then somebody in the group commented on the fact that they'd seen a couple of tents on the in the river bank in the spruce trees that were growing up out of the bank and up the side. You know, they were like columns on the sides of the on the sides of the river bank, which were fairly steep. And they'd seen t- they'd seen a couple of tents in there. So this, the the homeless people are very um, ingenious about where they go and try to find a quiet place and not get moved out by the police or or the River Valley Rangers. So it's a juxtaposition of energies and life in a capital city in Canada that is just I still don't have many words for it. But at least that's what happened on Sunday when I took a day off. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I love it. Sounds like an adventure. And it I was. Have, yeah, it know, was. Yeah. I have seen that where the homeless will hang the tents from the trees. And, um, it, you know, I, I feel like we are on the brink of great change on this planet because so many people are homeless now that um, it's creating a wave in our consciousness that says this old system is not working and everything, everything has got to shift so that everybody is housed. Everybody is clothed, nutritionally fed, properly educated, properly assisted medically, dentally, etc. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Janet is just in the chat here has put in a really lovely, beautiful prayer. We'll ask her to read that. Um, so Rama, thank you so much, Penny. And um, Rama, if you would like to give your energy update followed by your news update, Faction 3 White Knight news update, that would be wonderful. And that will probably bring us up to the top of the hour. And we will welcome our guest, Janet Dorr, at that point. And again, if you've just joined us, you are listening to A Night at the Roundtable, bbsradio.com, station two. If you'd like to call in with a question for our guest or any of the co-hosts, the numbers are 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471 or 323-744-4841. And again, that's 323-744-4841. So, all right, Lord Rama, we'll pass this talking stick to you. And Tara, we'll say what's what's up in the zoo, Lord Rama, which is what people like to ask occasionally. What I could say, greetings to everyone around the nine realms and then some. Uh, What I could say that's going on is tremendous energies pouring in. We have a huge galactic astrological alignment that hasn't happened for 2,400 years. That time, let's say Rome was doing its thing and it wasn't pretty. And here we have Rome falling right before our eyes. And What I could say that in this multiverse of madness, and it is exactly that, there are other multiverses merging with this multiverse. And 
like Nassim Haramin talks about and Greg Braden and Fred Allen Wolf. Um, this is a simulation and who created the simulation but creator source. And right now we are the ones that are being asked, like Naya said, you know, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Doing this service to, with the planet right now, and as I see it in the 69 times I've been around the sun, um, this is a critical juncture as we hold on to this republic and people like Miss AOC and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib are hanging on for dear life, exposing what's going on as um, I could just say, we, like Dr. Greer talks about, over a hundred years of the cover-up, we should be having shuttlecraft like in the Jetsons, traveling around, like Mr. Cash has created to the moon or to Mars or to Jupiter or to Pluto. Pluto is a very awesome trading post at the edge of our galaxy or our solar system, but there's other planets beyond Pluto that we don't talk about because there's actually 14, not nine. And this is part of the story that has to be told, where we've been given a simulated reality that's not exactly the truth. And these 13 families are the cause of it. And how we get out of this is to send more love, not picking up a gun or a stick. You know, that doesn't work. Love is the answer, not war. And uh, in the last few days, I've talked to all kinds of folks and they are just saying, in order for this country to heal right now, because there is political divides and it is about the cover-up, the cover-up that is so huge that Dr. Greer touches on that he's risking his life for every day just like all of us and some know more than others yet the spooks would like all of us to be gone and that can't happen because the timelines have changed and what what i'm saying in a roundabout way is we're on the edge of disclosure and what has been going on like i said in one of my updates the what is going to happen is going to make the X-Files look like Sesame Street <laughs> because we need to get used to folks who are blue or green or purple or yellow with polka dots. And we have universes upon universes of teeming with life. And right here we have a small group of small-minded life forms who have been mind-controlled by the matrix, preaching hate and division based on false religions.
stirring the pot. This is why we're seeing shootings of Black people almost every single week, if not every single day. Mm. And that, as I see it, is the number one issue right here. As we're going to get over this, along with the idea that if you're having an issue with someone, uh, rather than dialogue, let's shoot them in the back. It doesn't work. And, and it only creates that perpetual cycle of samsara. And as I'm being told, samsara has ended. Kali Yuga has ended. Yet, it takes all of us to bring closure to this. And many folks I've talked to have said that in order for this country to heal, Donald Trump needs to be held accountable and the entire administration under the Trump crime family. And I can call it that in clear terms because that's what it is. It's tied in with the other organized crime around the planet who answered to the fallen angels. It's just a whole nother story that Zachariah Sitchin brings in and I could just say this is what is right here in our midst because every day more and more folks are coming forward with experiences of meeting folks from all the nine realms and beyond the solar system. And that's a good thing because... This, you know, when you see Earth in orbit, there are no issues, there are no borders, this is home. And it's like Carl Sagan talked about, when you see it at that point, at the blue-green dot, it kind of, you know, you got to breathe because this is home. We are being visited by trillions of life forms in all kinds of ways and shapes. And as we could learn to learn to get along and love each other, because we're all creations, co-creator goddesses and gods of the most high. As we interact with that thought, the universes open up. As we're closed-minded, we're seeing what's happening right now is it is escalating fast like you know the, what happened in Germany and I mean really effing fast what do you mean I'm kind of lost the move towards fascism and the oh. idea of even speaking like I'm speaking right now could get us all dead that's how serious this shit is Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm <laughs> just making the point. And this is why. Yeah, the galactics are here. They are here. They are here. And Dr. Greer just came out with another 56-minute epistle talking about what's being talked about in D.C. And I haven't listened to it yet. It ties in with how... Every country on the planet needs to sign this peace treaty 
with Mr. Cash, and then things can change really quickly. Um, I passed the talking stick. Okay, go look for that. Marianne Williamson has something to tell us today. We're going to play that. Yeah. Um, Rama asked me to just say a few things while he's looking for that. I was going to say that. Um, so, Tara, how long is, is Marianne Williamson's uh, thing, her, her video? How long is that? Ten minutes. Okay. So that would come ten minutes from now. Then you can maybe close with that, okay? Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. So if we've got Rama's report, his news update, that would be great. Thank you. Okay. I I was just going to say that um, there's something called the Pact Act, and it's on the table, and that would enable additional health care coverage for more than 3 million veterans who were exposed to toxic burns, um, burn pits, and they got toxic burns from the burn pits, and there was radioactive material in those burn pits, so they were breathing it too. This is how they were disposing of bodies in Iraq and Afghanistan. Exactly. They were just throwing the bodies in those burn pits. Blaze the violet fire. And the Vietnam vets were exposed to the Agent Orange. And uh, I'm just going to say there's something that's been going on with, as you're not taking, buying regular, I mean, organic coffee. They are using the byproducts of that Agent Orange on the coffee fields. And then it goes into your coffee. So really make sure that you buy organic coffee. It's really important. I know we can transmute anything, but let's just take a few precautions on that note. So um, Tim Ryan had a very strong message today. Um, he got on the floor of Congress and uh, he's, uh, he's, he's running for Senate in the, for a senator in Ohio. But uh, he had something to say here about this story I'm talking about, the PAC deck and so. He said, and it is time for us to quit the politics Stop trying to score political points. Stop putting party over country. Lay down our arms. My God, if we can't agree on this, what in, he said it this way, what in the hell are we going to agree on? Rebuilding a a manufacturing base. Quite, quit paying, um, um, Quit paying jobs, uh, union construction, out-competing China, national security. Come on, let's do this. I don't think I got that right. What? Quite paying jobs. I'm not sure. Uh, Let's do this. Let's do it together. But we have a small group of people who have hijacked the Republican Party and the leadership in this house 
on the Republican side is more concerned with defeating Democrats than doing something that's best for the United States of America. That was really powerful. And he got out on the floor of Congress and said it very loud and very clear. Um, so Rama's ready. Yeah. I just gave a few notes here so Rama can read this. All right, here I pass it to you. Here we go. Okay. Tell everybody where you're starting. Um, this is Friday. My birthday is July 21st. Um, yeah, that's from last Friday. I received a text message from Tom the Cat, Sweet Angelique the Cat, at 12.15 early this afternoon. They said to me, Lord Rama, we are in an undisclosed location. Have you heard the news that the former head of the CIA, Mike Pompeo, has been ordered to appear in a federal district court for planning to assassinate Julian Assange? Also, Mr. Pompeo, as head of the CIA, ordered numerous drone strikes, which killed many people in Yemen, Syria, Palestine, and Iraq. Thus, Mr. Pompeo is guilty of war crimes and crimes against humanity. Meanwhile, our son Saul has sent out two X-class solar flares today. This is raising the energies even higher. The 13 families have been told by Marduk, another name for Anki, Jehovah, to get their affairs in order and tie up any old loose ends. Goddess is here. The time is now. Stay in your high heart. Satnam, blaze the violet. Namaste, blaze the violet fire. This is Monday. His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. A sense of universal responsibility has the power to negate adverse traits such as selfishness, deceiving others, abuse, and so on. There will be no need to be afraid. Life becomes meaningful in households, communities, and nations, large and small, become happier. This is Monday. I received a call from ex-State Senator Max Cole from New Mexico at 11.35 a.m. late this morning. He said to me, Lord Rama, I am calling you from Lopan, China. I am here to say we are in that window where it is all unfolding. I have been in contact with certain galactic representatives who wish to speak with President Xi alone. No bodyguards, no aides, just the galactics and President Xi. I asked Senator Cole, will the galactics assist President Xi as President Xi communicates telepathically that he is willing to speak with them alone. Senator Max Cole answered, yes, Lord Rama. He went on to say, Lord Rama, 
we are in the realm of infinite possibilities and probabilities. Our sun, which has been going through its physical transfiguration for many years now, is ready at any time to send out a solar flash across our solar system and Milky Way galaxy. When what the solar flash will signal is the final end of the old timeline and the ascension of Mother Gaia and all of her children. This moment appears to us to be the darkest night of the soul. Yet I am here to tell you Lord Michael's Excalibur sort of truth is here. Stay in your high heart. Call in Lady Master Kuan Yin. Satnam Namaste Blaze Divine Fire. And this is Tuesday. Today I went and sat in the plasma field. It was 11.47 a.m. this morning. The plasma field showed me President Putin, President Raisi of Iran, and President Erdogan of Turkey meeting physically together in Tehran, the capital city of Iran. They were discussing the situation going on in Syria. Mr. Putin said to them, I want to help the Syrian people with some grain and medical supplies for my country. Then the plasma field said to me, Lord Rama, President Raisi of Iran is discussing with President Erdogan of Turkey the release of Mr. Keshe's technology to the world. Yet the situation is that the head of each country who wishes to receive Mr. Keshe's tech for the people of their countries must read and sign the peace treaty. Mr. Keshe has prepared. This written peace treaty is the same for each country in the world as they wish to receive Mr. Cash's technology. <coughs> this is Wednesday. I received the text message from Sweet Angelique the Cat at 12.13, early this afternoon. Give examples of the She said to me, Lord Rama, President Erdogan of Turkey bomb the Kurdish people in the Kurdish-Iraqi border. And at least four Kurdish children and 20 Kurdish people were injured. Put this in the circle support. World peace now. Blaze the violet fire. Satnam Namaste. And this is Thursday. Okay. I received a text message from Lady Master Nada at 12.05, early this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama, the shift is hitting the fan. It is all about January 6th. Expect transformation and transfiguration at this time. From where I am looking at the story, treason has been committed by former President Trump and friends who commiserated together to instigate the insurrection. Meanwhile, our son Saul is very close to sending out that solar beam of light 
across Mother Gaia and our Milky Way galaxy. We are the ones. I will see you at the Solar Tribune on Saturday, this Sunday evening. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste. Grace the light of fire. And um, this is Monday. His holiness speaks. When you have a peaceful and tamed mind, life becomes more pleasant for your friends, spouse, parents, children, and acquaintances. Your home is quiet, and all who live there enjoy an excellent sense of relaxation. Upon entering your house, Others feel the sense of happiness. And this is Monday. I received a text message from Tom, the ringtail cat, sweet Angelique, the cat, and Catherine, the King of Swords secretary, at 11.35 early this morning. They all said to me, Lord Rama, we were all at Stonehenge for sunrise this morning to honor the day out of time. It is a day to create out of the nothingness. To put it another way, Dr. Who took a day off. We have a message for you. Stay in the high vibrations. The solar flares continue. The dark side are out of options, save one. That one is called love. We are entering the new Mayan calendar year tomorrow, and the Uranus-Mars-North Node conjunction in Taurus is the biggest show in town. This is the major galactic alignment I'm talking about. This is a -a once-in-a-lifetime conjunction. The last time was 2,400 years ago, and the time for Rome is over. At this point, I received a text message from Lady Nastronada. She said, Mr. Francis, a.k.a. Pope, showed up in Canada to beg for forgiveness, yet it's too little, too late. Lady Master Nada continued, Lord Rama, Rome does not represent the teachings of the Christ. It is a fallen angel's religion. Place all of this in the circle of support. Satnam Namaste. Place the violet fire. And this is Tuesday. I received a text message from Lady Master Nada again at 11.45. Late this morning, she said to me, Lord Rama, as we enter this new year of the Mayan calendar, stay in the high vibes and the high heart. Lord Metatron is directing the energies from Super galactic center to galactic center to earth. We are being asked to send love to the darkest places on earth. Meanwhile, the mainstream media is painting a very dark picture of the world's economy. An impending narcissist recession. Lady Nada continued. Lord Rama, remember that we are all creator gods and goddesses of the Most High. 
we have the power to change this story on Earth. I have been in contact with the Galactic Councils, and they have, and they have landing parties stationed on Earth in key locations for first contact and for full disclosure. As you see the completion of this story on your little screen or your big screen or the screen in your consciousness, it is going to make the X-Files look like Sesame Street. I will see you very soon. I'm in the neighborhood. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste, blaze the fire, fire. And this is today. I received a text message from the poppy lady at 12.53 this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama, the situation in Afghanistan with the Taliban in charge is a total failure. The frozen assets of Afghanistan being held by the United States needs to be released immediately. We are very high in the mountains, and this is the darkest hour on Mother Gaia. Yet the people taking in the tremendous light pouring in from the great central sun and filtering down through our sun soul are making a huge difference. We are in the midst of a new moon and a major galactic alignment. The galactic councils are here. They will be contacting us anytime. Stay in the high heart. Satnam Namaste Blaze Divine Fire. And this is a note from me. Yesterday, I received a text message from Chun Li, a faction three white knight from China, one of Lady Natasha's rotating bodyguards. She has her own shuttlecraft that travels throughout China, the United States, and the UK. I wish to make an apology regarding the report I gave on yesterday's Ascension call. I indicated that Chun Li said Nancy Pelosi was in Taiwan. That was incorrect. Chun Li said to me, Lord Rama, as Nancy Pelosi were to go to Taiwan on her scheduled tour, it would be a very dangerous move. There is speculation out there about this story. Chun Li continued, it would be a very provocative move on the part of the United States. Off the cuff, Lord Rama, I can tell you, as China or the United States were to activate their nuclear launch codes, Captain Astar would address the whole world and let everyone know there is a different path. War is not the answer. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Satnam Namaste, Blade Fire Fire. And here is Marianne Williamson. Okay, I don't I don't think we have time, you guys. That's gonna go well right. into the second hour. I'm sorry. If you could play that on your show Friday night, that would be wonderful because we do want to hear it. What's it called so people can hear it themselves? Oh, okay, just a second. 
recreating the world, musings on inner and outer change. Okay, fantastic. Thank you very much. I will look forward to hearing that tomorrow night. And thank you for the update, Rama. That's that's really tremendous, everything that's going on. And, um, you know, when you you were talking about, uh, I just have the one question, the galactic, what is it or here? And they'll be contacting us at any time. Um, That was the last one. She wanted to know what kind of galactics. Members of the Ashtar Command, the angels, the seraphim, the cherubim, the wise councils of elders of which Grandmother Florida Mayo is part of, and Chairman Archibald of the Lakota people, Standing Rock. Wonderful. Yes. Right. Thank you so much, Rama. Really fascinating. It, it's always fascinating to, to hear these updates, um, and they're never more relevant than right now, <laughs> is, um, is how I would look at it. So, okay, fantastic. Um, all right, so we'll move forward now. Um, we want to introduce our wonderful guest, Janet Dorr. She's a medical intuitive and master energy healer. I have worked with Janet personally. I can attest to her absolutely amazing presence and, and very powerful modalities. And Janet uses her multidimensional gifts of perception deep connection with the company of heaven and a masterful use of a wide range of healing techniques to provide transformative results for her clients. People who work with Janet report rapid experiencing rapid positive shifts in health conditions, pain reduction, powerful emotional shifts, more harmonious relationships and feeling more empowered. Janet has supported more than 1,500 people from more than 43 countries. So the topic that we're going to talk about this evening with Janet is how to accelerate healing. And she has got a free gift for us. I'll give you that link and the link for anyone who'd like to book a session with Janet, which again, I highly recommend. Um, but we want to welcome Janet, first of all. Welcome back to Night at the Roundtable, and we're so glad you're here. Uh, thank you, Caroline. Just do a sound check. How's my sound? Yes, it's perfect. Thank you. Oh, okay, fantastic. Oh, it's a delight to be here, and I, um, I'm always honored to be in the presence of this group. And I made notes as each of you were sharing and going, yeah, I was going to link to that point and that point. <laughs> so it's obvious we're all one. Uh, Before we get into the uh, topic of how to accelerate our healing, I thought I just might share a couple of highlights because I just returned um, yesterday from a trip to the UK, 12 days doing energy work and energy corrections and with a, a group of five other people in the Glastonbury area. And one of the great fun things that occurred was that several of us had the intention that we would be delighted if we could go to a crop circle. And so we were setting that intention, calling that in. And Archangel Michael kept saying to our uh, group leader, Kelly, Kelly Hampton, 
uh, she's saying, well, what about the crop circle? And Archangel Michael kept saying, it's right in front of you. It's right in front of you and wouldn't provide any more details. So on our second day, we were at the chalice well, and there we encounter at the lion um, head that spouts water that you can collect a woman who had just taken a group she was with to a brand new crop circle. And of course, she could provide the coordinates. So we got the coordinates and then we called, texted actually, uh, the fellow that had been driving us around at Tor Taxi, uh, a really brilliant soul that was a pleasure to, to be with. And he said, yes, it just so happens that I have the whole evening free. So that was divinely aligned. And so we drove with him two hours and 15 minutes out into the north into Wiltshire. And we're able, we we found the field without any difficulty and found there was nobody out there. And we were able to carefully and respectfully walk across the farmer's field on the, the tracks, the tractor tracks, and get into the get into the crop circle, which had been made just a few days earlier. So we asked some questions, um, who made the crop circle? And two of us independently heard the same answer, the Pleiadians with Andromedans on board. I was shown it was a Pleiadian ship. And we asked uh, what was the purpose of the crop circle and told that it was to radiate the energies of harmony. We asked how far would the energies radiate and heard at least 100 miles in diameter in all directions. And I was shown that that would encompass Stonehenge. And the very next morning we were going to Stonehenge. So I was shown that we should all draw the energy from that crop circle down into Stonehenge and uh, have it because it's such a powerful amplifier of energies out into the grid to draw that harmony frequency down and then work with the company of heaven and the stones and the the vortex there to radiate more energy of harmony out to the world. So that was part of what we were, what we were up to. I had the opportunity to lay down in the middle of the crop circle and just receive. And I was shown after some period of just feeling calm with waves of energy moving through my body, I was shown a big new template was coming into my Uh, chest area, and that I was getting a new template of light codes that was the next step in merging my heart chakra and high heart and merging it all together. So I just was receiving that beautiful transmission and light codes. And, and then after, uh, after a while, then we all got back in the, in the car and drove another two hours and 15 minutes back to Glastonbury, where we were staying. So I'm just sharing that highlight because I thought it was quite interesting. Thank you for that, Janet. I was hoping that you would share something from that trip. And I would say to everyone, it's so worth it to go on Facebook if you're there. Uh, If you have a Facebook account and look up Janet's page, it's Janet, J-A-N-E-T, and then the last name is Dorr, D as in David, O-E-R-R. And there's absolutely beautiful photos tell us about what is it the chalice well i've never been there i've lived in england but crazily enough i've never been to glastonbury can you tell us about that about the chalice Uh, there is a an absolutely beautiful park and garden 
where um, there are naturally occurring springs and a well, and you see the um, vesica uh, piscis, or I, I used to think it was vesica pisces, that symbol, but I was uh, told it's actually the correct pronunciation is vesica piscis. I don't think I'll ever get myself to say it that way. <laughs> uh, and um, and the water flows down through the park. It's a very sacred spot. People come uh, to meditate and and go within. So there really are the temple energies anchored very beautifully there. And then outside of the park garden grounds, there is the white spring and the red spring. And the white spring is a tremendous um, uprising of, of spring water coming through uh, that you can just help yourself to. It pours out freely. You can have as much water as you want. So we drank a lot of white spring water while we were present to beautiful high-frequency water. Oh, how fantastic. Now, tell us quickly, why, why did you go? Why did you choose to make that journey? you wanted to do for quite a while? Well, I actually had been guided to go to Glastonbury with another group in 2019, also doing energy work. And I knew that, you know, the purpose was to do some further um, review of the energy and the ley lines, look for things that needed correction, make energy corrections to the grids and nodes and vortexes that we visited and to embody greater, through our presence, more of the God frequencies of light, of eternal peace and immortal harmony and um, divine love and divine will alignment to, to the God's will. And so we were bringing those energies together through ceremony and being in circle and doing work. And uh, some of us are quite uh, clairvoyant and can see the grids and see the energy and see what needed correction. So it was a, uh, a seven-day um, trip with, hosted by Kelly Hampton, who works with Archangel Michael. And so we had uh, her beautiful presence uh, leading us. And then prior to that trip, I had been guided to go into London to do some work on, on the London grid. So I met up with a friend of mine who's an energy worker, a former client. Um, I've known her for years. She's um, taken a lot of my work and we've had numerous sessions. So she assisted me and we went to some of the hot spots, Piccadilly Circus, um, which is a big vortex and seven streets all converge in one square. So we did a lot of work there and around the area where things had happened, a bombing and a Chinatown area that the energies had gotten infected by some of the race pressure that had occurred in the last few years. So we were bringing in um, love and correction and blazing the violet flame and the cosmic sacred fire through all kinds of things, working with the company of heaven and making corrections so that the energy could be lifted of trauma that was recorded in the grid in place and replaced with higher frequencies. Um, and on to Trafalgar Square and then on to the Big Ben um, Parliament Buildings area. And each place we were working with Metatron, with the Cube and other other tools to 
look at the energy, see what needed clearing and make corrections and bring in higher frequencies. And then we were on the next day to Glastonbury where I joined up with, well, I was on to join uh, the other group for the retreat. So I had 12 days in the UK. So I'm very much on UK time. (laughs) Oh gosh, don't nod off on us. I can understand if you feel like it. But (laughs) I I took and I told Caroline, I I took a two hour nap this afternoon so that I could uh, stay sharp this evening with you. Well, we appreciate that, Janet. Thank you. Um, I'm wondering, do you feel like you and the group were were already working etherically before the trip. Um, I'm just getting a sense that you are already visiting and that some of you, at least two or three of you, do work in that area, um, in those particular parts of England. Oh, semi, that's, semi-regularly, that's, etheric, yeah. etheric. That's beautiful. I have um, noticed myself teleporting and, you know, dividing myself up and being different places. Yeah. Uh, so that does happen. We did learn that as a group, we had worked together in Egypt doing some corrections. So while on the physical plane, some of us were meeting each other in our current bodies, you know, for the first time, uh, the the truth of, of our connection, the soul group is is that we've known each other and worked with each other for for quite a longer, longer period of time. Mm. Yeah, that's wonderful. I don't know if Omina is, is sensing anything about those areas um, that Janet mentioned, those parts of London, or has any input about Salisbury or, um, uh, sorry, Glastonbury, uh, Wiltshire, um, et cetera, any of those. But we're open to hearing your input, Omina, if you'd like, or <laughs> any input about the group that Janet was with. Well, well, if I, if I were to look at the group, I'd have to know their first names. I've been to all the places that you're talking about, Janet. Actually, I've been a couple of times. And the times that I was there, I loved Glastonbury. I want to go back there. In, um, in the other places that I was in, I just found a lot of um, stuck energy, you might say. It's like part of the clearing. I'm sure that's what you're doing. Clearing the old energy out and putting in the new energy. That's not exactly my line of work. Uh, I do it when I'm asked to do it. Um, I think Glastonbury is my, my favorite place. I don't How many were in your group? Five besides myself. Well... I don't know. I'd ha- you'd have to give me their names if you want me to give you information about well, them. One is Kelly. One huh? is Kelly. Kelly. That's one. Um, no. Kelly, Kelly Hampton, who, who does um, so much work with Archangel Michael and channeling him, etc. Yeah. Um, Out of courtesy to the people I traveled with, okay. um, since they're not here to provide their permission to to look yeah, at them. I don't want to say their names. That's yeah, I, 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 I think they haven't necessarily asked me to. Right. to well, the truth is, Janet, I wouldn't say anything about them anyway. Okay. Because I would respect their wishes too. Mm-hmm. And if, if they wanted to talk to me, they'll come in on a soul level and they will talk to me and then they'll give me permission to talk about them. Right. So it's, it's as a group, I will tell you as a group without mentioning any of their names, it's a powerful group. 
yes. you're all at different levels and you're all teachers and and, and students in that group yes now, that's all i can tell you about them but the uh i wouldn't talk about any individuals without their permission and absolutely respecting where you're coming from they didn't ask you for to talk about them either so we will leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you omina yeah i i lived in london twice and i find it that the energy is similar to new york to be kind of desperate in places yes and um that yes it has to do with uh, world war ii and it has to do with as with any large city in the world so many people struggling to survive and fighting their way through the crowds and wanting to feel their individual energy as opposed to constantly picking up other people's energies or feeling swept up in certain movements and ideas etc so to a degree that's what makes cities fascinating and to a degree it makes them very very hard for people to deal with yeah, it's, it's um, I could, I don't think I could live in England and I've been around a good part of England and because I find the energy very old and very dense in a lot of places. Yeah. So, uh, it just doesn't resonate to me because a huge part of my, I got five, I've got one brother. No, I got five sisters there now that lived there and have been living there for a long time. So. And I love to visit them and they're in different parts and the energy is very different in different parts. So um, it's a great place to visit. When I was in Glastonbury, I stayed at an ashram. I don't know if the ashram is still there or not. I volunteered and I was able to stay there for a whole week free. And that was a great experience. And then oh. I got to come all around Glastonbury. Oh, that sounds amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, that was that was about ten years ago, so it's been a while yeah. <laughs> since I've been to yeah. But I've been to Stonehenge several times, and all around there, they're all where they have all the different stones and that. That's all very, very interesting historically. But you know, again, we all have our gifts, and we all do our gifts differently. And doing all the energy in places around that is not definitely my thing, but definitely your thing, Janet. I think that's great. Because we need all that for the balance. Well, I'm wondering, Janet, did you feel anything from the stones from, um, you know, whether it was Stonehenge or um, anything in, you know, Glastonbury? Did you feel like there were, for instance, we had um, um, Freddie Silva on the show at one point, And I talked to him about how in the ancient sacred sites, the stones are like libraries. They have crystal in them and they hold information and i said if you put your hand on any of them did you feel a vibration did you feel changed and he said absolutely and i'm wondering if you had any moments like that while you were there as well as in addition to the crop circle yeah yes absolutely um uh, after i had gone to glastonbury and avebury three years ago then the um this the beings that come up through the the stones identified themselves to me and said, we are the ancient ones. And so then I started channeling some information from them. And as I got back to Avebury and I put my hand on one stone, uh, then all of a sudden it was like, well, here we are. We're so glad that you're back. And they started just (laughs) downloading and saying, you know, please, we would like to bring through a lot more information for the people on the surface and invited me to um, 
to connect with them and start bringing through their messages. And I was guided to to that end to take a picture of the stone where I touched it. And they just started yabbering at me, <laughs> which was delightful. And uh, then they had me select in one of the crystal shops uh, uh, a quartz point that looked a lot like the tone the stone that I first connected with that was so talkative, <laughs> was acting as such a great channel for the ancient ones. So um, between the photograph and the crystal they had me purchase, they said, we'll use these as, as the channel opener so that uh, they can start providing messages. So, so that, was, that was that. And when I was in Stonehenge, before we even got to the Stone Circle, and we were in the information center, And they have a, it's sort of a circle. And then they have uh, a screen that shows a simulation of what it looks like at sunset on winter solstice and where the sun goes down between two stones on one side of the room. And then across the sun was coming up and uh, on the simulation between the two stones where it comes through on the summer solstice. And I had said before, I would really love to be there at one of the solstices to experience that powerful alignment. Well, as the simulation brought the light up through the summer solstice, I feel this powerful energy just come down and through me like a bolt of lightning and down to the ground. And it was like, okay, well, now I've experienced that. (laughs) So, yeah, we, we, uh, I really feel the energy. I I feel the pulsation of the energy and the presence of those stones and that are holding the energy for the vortex and also holding the consciousness of the ancient ones who come up through the stones, you know, so the stone beings. So yeah, it was all very cool. Really wonderful. Just fascinating. Thank you for all that, Janet, because um these are very special moments. And this is, I feel, huge in, in the work you do. You move energy and, and you converse with it. And I'm wondering, how did, how did you get started as a medical intuitive and an energy healer? Did you sort of discover as a child that you could sense energy or help people in, in that way? Uh, no, this is all quite new to me. Ten years ago, I woke up. I'd been 30 years in corporate life and Uh, an independent management consultant. I did a lot of work helping people run effective meetings and communicate with each other and manage and supervise other people and, um, and management skills. And I did a lot of work in improving systems and process in major corporations. And then my soul got my attention with a health issue. I had found myself with with my hips deteriorating and serious osteoarthritis in both hips. And at the young age of 54 had a total hip replacement. And that was really my wake up and a lot of pain, which I later discovered I'd had a lifetime where I had a leg amputated and some other things. So part of it was bringing me the opportunity to release stuck trauma in my etheric body and in my cellular memory. Uh, through that experience. But that was really my wake up. And then things changed at work. And I suddenly found myself no longer aligned with no longer resonating with no longer thrilled to go into work every day. 
and feeling like I was being underutilized in a, in a shift that occurred. And so then I um, identified that I had those concerns and didn't, didn't feel like I was getting used as well as could be. And that uh, provided the opportunity for me to separate from the company. And then as I was working on my right hip and saying, well, shall I get more healthy before I have a second hip replacement? And in the process of asking those questions and getting quiet, then it's like, oh, wait a minute, we can heal ourselves. <laughs> and, and so that got me on the path of claiming uh, that I'm recovering and healthy. And, and then I was like a kid in a candy store. Well, what else would I like to improve? Uh, I'll choose a great memory. I'll choose great vision. I'll choose this and that and energy and vitality and so forth. And as I kept claiming things, then of course, spirit would guide me step by step to the, because I was asking questions. Someone mentioned earlier, Vinayak, I believe, saying, you know, we need to ask more questions because in the asking it is given. So the more questions we ask, then the more guidance the other realms and our guides can provide to us. So I started asking what would it take for my memory to improve? What would it take for this to occur? What would it take for that? And the more questions I asked, the more guidance I got. And in the process, I found that I could walk into the kitchen and get quiet and communicate with my body. I'd say, body, 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 you know, what do you need? And I'd start seeing, oh, it's cashews and cranberries, for example. So then I just started following the guidance that was coming from within and ultimately, probably within a year, I started noticing that I was receiving messages from for others as well. So about 2013, it's just been 10 years that I developed, well, not developed these gifts maybe, but uncovered them, <laughs> remembered them. And uh, it's been a steady, uh, a steady process since then. I've been working with the Pleiadians and the Arcturians for about five years, the Company of Heaven for um, maybe nine years. And now I have um, lovely, clear communication with lots of beings in the non-physical. And as I mentioned, the ancient ones who are here within within the earth and speak uh, speak and bring their presence through the stones. Oh, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I do remember now hearing you telling that story because you do show up occasionally on, on very, um, very popular and well-established telesummits and, um, you know, people really rave because <laughs> they get a lot of what you, out of what you offer, Janet. But I'm, as you were talking, I could hear, I don't, I don't know if it might've been your guides or spirit or something, but you said something about uh, you weren't doing energy work at first. You started you know, with the corporate work, et cetera. And somebody came in and pointed out that was also working with energy, which is interesting. If you're helping people communicate effectively, you're, you're assisting, you're empowering energetically. Yeah. Um, so that yeah. is wonderful. Uh, our friend Vinayak, or one of our co-hosts has a question. So Vinayak, I'll pass that stick to you. Thank you, Caroline. Uh, Janet, a uh, question for you. Do you, um, Number one, do you help people develop their abilities for being a medical intuitive? Do you feel that you uh, that people can learn this 
And what would you attribute your knowing uh, how to do or how to be a medical intuitive um, person? Beautiful question. Yes, I'm a teacher at heart. Uh, And so I've always taken the tact that, uh, you know, that phrase, it's better to teach a man to fish than give him a fish. So when I work with my clients, I'm always guiding them, asking questions and inviting them to go within and receive messages from their body and from their knowingness. And in the process, I'm teaching them what I do, right? Uh, I have a membership group. I meet with about 30 people twice a month. And while they'll raise their hands and I work with an individual, I continue to repeat processes and decrees and lines of questioning and how to dialogue with our bodies. So in that respect, I'm teaching them to fish all the time. And people often say to me that have worked with me one-to-one or in groups that I'm very empowering because it's far better that each person learn how to dialogue with their their body elemental, learn how to find and trace energy in their energy fields back to spot root cause. And while it's delightful for people to have a facilitator like myself to assist them, and I hold the field so that they're able to receive far more insights than they might if they were just trying to do it themselves at first. But over time with practice, uh, people are, you know, then they come to my group and say, well, I used, you know, your decree and your questioning techniques, and I learned this and this and this, and I've released that. Now what? You know, and then we go deeper. So uh, to your other question, um, am I training medical intuitives, thank you very much for my guide speaking (laughs) through you, because I was um, asked last year to start a medical intuitive certification program, and I haven't done that yet, so thank you for the nudge, but I do understand that um, that is part of my path, and I see uh, a big opportunity with people, for example, who are health coaches. There's a huge group of people emerging who wish to support and assist people in eating clean and improving their their health that way. And they can all activate more greatly their intuition, which would help them in guiding their clients. And there are many, many people awakening in the medical profession who realize that they have all this vast amount of training, but You know, for example, they could intuitively detect whether their patient client is low in vitamin D or low in this or that without even needing to do a test. And then they could certainly do a test for corroboration. But, you know, a lot of the testing we do is a um, kind of uh, some of it, the cost of it could be could be reduced by healthcare practitioners dropping within and using their intuition to just know what the results of the test would be should they run it. And do you feel that we are all innately able to um, feel or to hear messages from our bodies? 
and also to help others to hear them? Yes, absolutely. Um, so, you know, you, you give me a nice segue <clears throat> to something I was going to share to help people think about what's going on with our energy field. So, and how, where the root cause of some of the health experiences and life experiences we have. So, as we all know, we are the spirit being, we are the light, we are the consciousness having a human experience in form. And our form, the body, the physical body, is created by the elemental kingdom of the elements of water and earth and air and fire. And each of us have a body elemental. This is an elemental being also with consciousness who creates our body. And it creates our body according to our blueprints. And so um, for us to recognize we are consciousness, we are conscious, and we can dialogue with a tree Um, Many, many people are starting to realize that their animal companions are speaking to them and they can listen and know the message their cat or their dog is providing uh, or can tune into a bird and receive a message. Everything is consciousness. So our bodies have a body elemental that we can chat with. So I started early on when I was looking at how to improve my health to just say body, body, body. What do you need me to feed you? I'd go into the grocery store and instead of just going in with a list, uh, I would stand in the produce section surrounded by gorgeous colored produce and say, body, 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 what would you draw my attention to? What do you need more of? What do you need, you know, to support my healing? And then I would get quiet and allow my body to direct my eyes at what I was to see. And so sometimes I'd find myself noticing everything that's orange in the produce department. Well, as it happens, all orange foods are anti-inflammatory. So reducing inflammation was key to healing the osteoarthritis in my hips, one of the factors. So I'd go, oh, okay, I'm supposed to eat orange foods. Or I would notice everything green, dark green, or I'd have um, people would walk by and they'd say kale, kale, kale. And I'd go, Okay, it's clear I'm supposed to eat kale, but I have no idea how to cook it or what to do with it. And so I'd say to my spirit guide, so please bring me some delicious recipes for cooking kale. And then I go to the grocery store another time and two women would be standing next and they go, oh, my favorite way to cook kale is. And, you know, all of this would just come to me because I was curious, because I was open, because I had claimed Uh, my choice to improve my health. And I'd been asking questions. So we get input from the non-physical, from our body elemental, we get input from our spirit guides in intuitive messages when we sit near running water or sit in nature. And we also get uh, messages as you provided me the nudge from my guides, Janet, are you training medical intuitives yet? (laughs) And, and, um, And we bring into form earth angels, you know, people that will come by and answer our question, standing right by us, all for our benefit. So I learned ways to cook kale and how to enjoy it. Thank you. Wow. What a beautiful answer. Thank you so much. I I, I want to say one more thing uh, 
about the do we all have these abilities? I remember when I was first coming uh, into my gifts and my and I heard someone say, well, as an energy person, you're either clairvoyant or you're clairaudient and you're not both and typically both. And I thought that makes no sense to me because because our physical body has eyes, you know, factory provided equipment for those of you who drive cars and love cars. You know, they come out of the factory with OEM, original equipment by the manufacturer, factory provided equipment. So our physical body has eyes to see and ears to hear and and skin to touch and feel and so forth. We have these senses, tongue to and mouth to taste and nose to smell. So my reasoning was if my physical body has all of these senses factory provided, everybody's got the same things. And then does it not make sense that in our clair senses, clairvoyance, inner seeing, clair audience, inner hearing, clair sentience, inner feeling, clair cognizance, ability to get sudden downloads of, of awareness and information, clair gustatory, ability to taste something in, in your mouth, even when there's actually no physical substance in your mouth, or look at a picture and smell the flower when the flower is not actually, you know, in the room with you, um, all of those clear senses, I thought, well, of course, those should also be factory provided equipment as well. So I then wrote, I am clairvoyant, I am clairaudient, I am clairsentient, I am claircognizant. And by the way, I had to go do a Google search to even know what all the clair senses were, because I didn't know at that time. Claire gustatory, clair olfactory. And as I claimed it, then those all of my gifts opened up. So I am actively using all of those senses all the time. Different ones come forward in different situations. But so yes, Vanaya, I absolutely hundred percent know, not just believe, but know everyone is capable of tapping all of our perceptive senses. No, Can I, I say oh? Sorry. I, well, I just wanted to, to jump in quickly because I had said that our focus would be how to accelerate healing. And I wanted to ask Janet, do you feel that, that is, these are ways we can accelerate healing is by t- tuning in to our, our natural inheritance that way, our natural Claire abilities? Yes. Yeah, so let's segue to, to more directly um, um, address that question. So the first thing to remember is that we are powerful creator beings. So we do need to choose what we wish to experience and create. And one of you speaking earlier already said that, that we need to choose. So I had said, I am in vibrant health. I am improving my health. I am um, my memory is brilliant. Once again, I started claiming things. So that's the start. We need to identify not so much, oh, I've got this health issue or that health issue. I'd like it to go away. That's a problem-oriented focus, which puts us in resistance to the very energy that creates the problem. So that's not the highest path. The highest path is to say, ah, if my joints, you know, are hurting, then I choose what would it take for me to be able to 
climb upstairs, do mile, three mile, five mile hikes in comfort, flexibility, strength, and just be delighted that my body moves me so comfortably. You know, we need to claim first what we'd like to experience. And then we need to start asking for questions and asking for help. What would it take for that to show up? Um, Spirit, please guide me. And body, body, body as a as a lovely way to speak to your body elemental. Body, body, body. I love you. I know you build my form for me. I'm very grateful. And apparently, because I've got aches and pains here or there, uh, you're telling me something is out of harmony or something is not aligned, or perhaps I need to shift my diet, or perhaps I have stored and stuffed emotion. Uh, help, please, with my spirit guides, guide me to where I need to focus my attention, what I need to feel, what I need to eat differently in order to create the outcome that I'm choosing to create. And then we need to be quiet and spend time just being quiet. And so, as I said, go into the grocery store, close your eyes in the produce section and say, body, 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 what would you point my attention to? And then open your eyes and see what you see. And your body elemental and your guides and your presence are going to direct your eyes at something. So pay attention to that. Notice what you're noticing. So this is all part of learning to pay attention to the energy and follow the energy to the solutions that we've asked for. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. You know, we have this bizarre habit, I think, in modern life, which actually probably um, this, you know, inherited it from the Greeks who saw the body and the mind and spirit so, so separate from one another. And they're not. They're absolutely not. That kind of dualism is just it's had its day. And Mm -hmm. we need to realize this integration and that we've got these beautiful gifts, this ability to tap in and really listen to what the body is saying. And wow, we ever trained in West in the Western world to ignore what our bodies are telling us. But Omina, did you have a question? I think Benayak also did. But Omina, did you want to to chime in on anything? No, I totally agree with Janet. I think that our senses are definitely can be very heightened and use them in every way that we can. And um and I think that if we go to the heart of the matter, that's where the truth comes. Because our our intuitiveness and our heart, our right heart, they just don't know how to lie. And trusting that, that's totally, that's totally my philosophy. It's totally trust what you're getting because it doesn't lie. You're asking, you're open to receiving, you're going to get it. The more you do it, the clearer it becomes. And then it, then it becomes, yes, you can go out and talk to the bird because the bird will talk back to you. The animals will talk to you. It's it's just amazing when you open up what happens. Yeah. So that's all I have to say. Wonderful. Um, we've got a question. Thank you, Amita. We've got a question from Randy when our goes asking, Janet, why is everyone coughing on the planet right now? That's interesting. Any answer uh, there? Yes. Um, I'm... <laughs> I'm one of the people <laughs> having this experience as well. Um, well, one of the things I've learned is 
the lungs, the lung meridian, if it gets activated, uh, can result in a <laughs> that you know it doesn't want to go away. One time after I'd had bronchitis and then it settled into my chest and I ended up with a <laughs> um, I went and got acupuncture. They worked on my lung meridian and that was it. I was done with the cough. It was cleared uh, with one acupuncture treatment. So it is the lung meridian. The lungs store uh, are the part of the body where we store grief. And I think it's fair to say that many people have a lot of suppressed grief that they have not yet addressed. And it's one of the gifts in the many people that are departing the planet right now. Um, A lot of people might say, oh, that's a terrible thing. But look at the gift, because if the people they leave behind have suppressed grief and one of their family members departs, then they are given the opportunity to go deep into that energy, feel it and release it. So I do believe that as a planet, we're clearing a lot of, um, of grief. And so there's a lot of grief uh, and lung meridians, <laughs> not very harmonious. And then, of course, there are other factors like what has been sprayed into the air and the toxicity of that. Uh, that's not in harmony. So there are many factors, multidimensional factors, but um, I encourage people to to go see an acupuncturist and get your lung meridian needled and see if that doesn't shift things, but also to go within and ask your body and just connect with that part of you inside and say, you know, do am I storing some grief? Do I have some sadness? here within me that I have be up until now been un, unwilling or unable to feel and process. And if so, I'm willing to be present with that energy now and in the process, then connect with that energy and be with it because energy flows where our attention goes. So the moment that I say, okay, to my emotional body, if you're storing some energy and I've been moving too fast in life and I haven't been willing to feel it, I'm willing to feel it now. Please help me connect with any emotional energy that might be stored in my bronchial tubes or in my lungs. And I'm willing to feel it and heal it and release it. Maybe for a person who realizes that they're still grieving for uh, a person in their life, a parent or a child or a sibling or people that were dear to them or an animal companion. It's a really good practice to put up an altar and honor them and speak to them and have a conversation with the spirit of the person you're missing. And in the process, you realize, yes, they're not in form. You can't hug them anymore, but they feel you and they can radiate back love And in time, when you're ready and you've practiced, you can also have conversations with them. It won't be quite the same uh, because it'll be clear audience or clear knowing that you're receiving. And yet um, they're right there with you. So that's another way for people to recognize that we we are eternal souls. We do have a temporary body. And when the body's time is complete, Uh, then we transition to a different form, just a being of light. Yeah. Janet, I wanted to... Yeah, go ahead, Benayak. 
Um, I just wanted to punctuate or accentuate or emphasize the, the power of what you just shared with us. And that is, we really need to claim it and claim whatever it is that we desire. And then coupled that with what Amina was saying, trust that we already have it. And that's where that the power of claiming it comes from. I, I remember um, many times in my life when I desired something, I remember the process of claiming it and claiming it with belief and trust. And, you know, it's like a recipe for how to create whatever it is that we desire. So I just want to acknowledge you for, you know, that very important word, I think, of claiming something. Because it's when we claim it with our godhood or our our goddess uh, being that we can actually manifest and receive it so thank you janet yeah beautiful Vinayak. and of course as we realize everything is happening all simultaneously and the only thing that exists is in our experience is this moment of now so when we set an intention and we know in our i am that i am i'm powerful enough to receive the experience that I've chosen and it already exists somewhere. Now I need to align in frequency my own um, feeling state and thoughts and so forth to receiving it. So we do that by getting quiet, helps to close our eyes and to visualize and feel, that's the important part, feel that what we're asking to experience is already occurring so that we are now feeling it in the now and thus we are sending out a wave of energy to the universe saying bring me back the matching experience so the more time we spend intending persevering being in a hundred percent faith that whatever we've chosen to create we have it already it's already occurring And our job is to align our frequency with receiving it and humbly being willing to receive all the knowing and the wisdom that we're meant to receive, Uh, humbly being aware that we probably have some blind spots in our awareness and that as the light shines into those blind spots, we may have some moments of feeling uncomfortable where we discover that we have a belief system that's counterproductive or that we have some stored emotion that we suppressed emotion that we hadn't had the courage yet to feel. And now we get to feel it. And and all of that occurs in support of us. So nothing is happening to us. Everything is happening for us. And we can trust that what we're experiencing is on our path. If we've been clear about what we wish to receive, and asked humbly to receive that or something even better with the awareness that our human self may not know the highest possibility for what's in our our soul's plan for us. So it's always to set an intention, have faith, ask 
this or something even better, and then surrender to the process and trust that the energy will bring us to the people, places, experiences that we need to, because our soul knows exactly what we desire and love and is working with us, for us. It's not, um, you know, we're not here for endless lessons and punishment. We're here for gathering wisdom. And that's a different way to look at our experience. So beautifully put. Very beautifully put. Thank you so much, Janet. How wonderful. I just want to quickly share with people to get Janet's free gift. Um, you would go to bit, B-I-T, like the dog bit the farmer, <laughs> bit.ly, and then forward slash restore your energy with these foods. And there's a hyphen between each word. So it's bit.ly forward slash restore hyphen your hyphen energy hyphen with hyphen these hyphen foods. So it's just a really lovely way to, I guess it's, is it a, it's a list of foods, Janet, that can help people to revitalize. Yeah, absolutely. Many people find that this whole process of ascending um, may may be tiring, may have, you know, worn them out. And so these are specific foods that help you build your Jing energy in your kidneys to build your life force. And there's some interesting things to learn about why these specific foods are so helpful. So if a person feels like, wow, I just don't have anything left. When they say that after, you know, many experiences of stress or challenging experiences that they've been going through, they have been depleting their kidney energy through that. And that phrase, I've got nothing left, refers to that the kidney energy is depleted. And so these foods help boost and restore your kidney energy so that you can, you know, get back to the point that you feel like you're, you're firing on, on all cylinders again. Really wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I think we don't think about the major organs like how the liver is doing or how the kidney is doing. And medical science doesn't seem to care too much until something really goes wrong. And you and I have got to keep healing, restoring, refreshing, cleansing our bodies all the time. And um, that's, I think that's the new consciousness and I welcome it. It's all about being proactive and, um, and again, intuitively in touch with what your body needs. Absolutely wonderful. Now, um, if you, anyone would like to book a session with Janet, um, I, there is a link here, heal.me forward slash practitioner forward slash Janet Dore, medical intuitive, master energy healer. And of course, there would be a little dash, a little hyphen between all those words. A really simple way to do it, I find, is just to go to a, your favorite search engine and put it, put in heal.me and then put in Janet Dore. D is in David, O-E-R-R. And Janet's link will pop up. And that's good for booking a session with Janet. Very, um, very reasonable rates, especially since she just... Oh, gives her all and works works so beautifully and, and is so dedicated. It's just absolutely wonderful. I I had I think at least one session with Janet, if not several, uh, different times. And um, the last time was maybe you know a year and a half or so ago. And uh, I was 
really facing something very difficult and she was just terrific and restored my faith and my ability to connect with my body in positive ways. So I have to really give thanks for that. Um, but I mean, um, you know, Janet, are you finding that uh, people also are coming to you <clears throat> and saying, I've tried the holistic methods, I've done the acupuncture, acupuncture pressure, I've done this and that, I'm really a holistic person, but this problem is nagging. Are you able to see into their energies and say, well, it's a past life situation. It's you, you like what you suffered yourself in the past life, losing a leg or what have you. Um, yes. Um, what I do with a client is we say, well, what's going on? Let's spot the energy in your body where I work with their body elemental and have their body give them a sensation somewhere that represents the energy at the root cause of their experience, which may or may not be exactly where they're experiencing some pain or discomfort, but is often there. And once we've got uh, a physical sensation of the energy we're working with, then I help them track it to, is it my energy? Is it someone else's energy? If it's mine, is it from this timeline? Is it from a, a prior incarnation or another timeline? And, and then go layer by layer. Uh, what was happening? What's the root cause? And uh, I can help my clients because I hold the field knowing that they can receive telepathic, clairvoyant messages just like me. That when I hold them in the energy of the knowing that they have that ability then I say, okay, you get quiet, you see what you see or feel what you feel. And I'll do the same. And then we'll compare notes. And so then they'll say, well, oh, I had this memory of my father, you know, this feels like it's his energy. And I go, yep, that's what I get too. So now let's go through a process of recognizing that they pulled energy in from a parent or from a sibling or an ex-husband or ex-partner into their body out of compassion, maybe trying to lessen the load the other person was feeling, but now they are carrying this disharmonious energy and it's not theirs to heal. So then we help them clear it and release it, become aware that they've perhaps been doing this where they're sucking in other people's energy and they need to have stronger energy boundaries. Uh, and after we've sort of cleared out the energy that's not theirs, and it may be entities or energies that we ask Archangel Michael to assist with clear interference, um, implants. I work with uh, Ashtar and his team to remove etheric devices that may be involved in creating disharmony. And then we go to unpacking, you know, the emotion that they've stored or uh, whatever it may be. And because of my ability to tap the Akasha, then I can see, oh, you had multiple past lives with this kind of theme, you know, trauma related to childbirth, for example. Uh, I might have a person, a woman who's saying, well, I'm menstruating and, and my bleeding is excessive and go in and look and find that the uterus is storing a history of trauma related to blood loss from the uterus. And, you know, maybe they bled out during a a birth or something. So we go clear the trauma and now the body elemental says, great, you've cleared the memory in my etheric body. I no longer have to out picture for you excessive bleeding. 
you've got the message, you've received it, and then we can call back in a correction to the divine blueprint so that that no longer needs to be an experience that they're having. Wonderful. And I, this is similar to what I experienced with Janet. I, I saw a past life come up in which I had died in childbirth, as a matter of fact, and it was very powerful. And what's interesting, what interested me is that I saw my loved ones mourning me, but I was still in the room energetically as a spirit. I was still in the room and I didn't want them to be sad because I knew I was still there. So that gave me a whole other um, perspective on life and death as well. Uh, but just want to quickly ask Ram and Tara if you've got a question before we close. Just wanted to give you an opportunity. Uh, if you wanted to ask Janet anything. Um, Hello, did everything, is everything all right over there? (laughs) Hello? I can hear you. Oh, sorry about that. That was actually me. And I just wanted to say a quick hello and hi, Janet. It's so nice to um, hear you on the show again. Um, it's Micah, and I, I just wanted to say I'm so grateful for everything that you have also done for me when I had my session for you. You really did um, have a huge impact on my life at the time. Um, I was uh, just about down and out, and you, I could say nothing short of a miracle having that session with you. You really brought my soul back <laughs> to my body. So I, I'm so grateful. And I, I, I encourage anybody on the show to um, have a session with Janet if, you, if, you're, if you're looking for some help. So I pass the talking stick. Wonderful. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Micah. That's very kind. <laughs> Uh, this is my, my uh, this is Tara, Sister Janet, and uh, that's my son that was thanking you. So I thank you too. <laughs> <laughs> and I also was thinking, uh, I mean, um, I wanted to say that the clarity that you bring to every question, every subject is something I strive for. And uh, I have I have a, a, a sense of being able to um, transform anything through my thoughts and bring it into my heart, even the most difficult of circumstances. And I believe you teach that well. Mm. Thank you, Tara. Yes, that's absolutely true. When we, whatever it is we're facing, when we go within our heart and bring in more compassion for ourselves, bring in more love for ourselves, bring in more acceptance and allowance, the divine feminine of of the circumstance that we're in instead of fighting and resisting it and wishing it would go away to rather go, well, this is happening. So it must be part of my divine plan. So I should relax and uh, go deep and see what there is to learn, what blessings will reveal themselves through my experience 
And then we calm down and then we're better able to hear our guidance and our field expands. And when our fields are contracted, if we're resisting our experience, then we shut down the flow of energy that will bring us the very solutions we desire. So when we relax and surrender and open up our field, then we are the magnet that is attracting the perfect information people, healthcare practitioners to support and insights to support us in moving beyond, trans, transmuting, transforming and moving beyond. And of course, Rama, you know, is frequently saying blaze the violet flame. <laughs> and I highly recommend that whatever people are experiencing, blaze the violet flame through it and they may very well have better insights a few moments later to to what they're experiencing. So thank you very much, Tara. Thank Wonderful. you. Wonderful. Uh, Rama, do you want to respond to? Oh, I just want to thank you, Janet, for being here at this time on the planet because uh, we're all needed right now. I, I thank you for your service. No, thank you very much. And I love reading your weekly reports on who you're chatting with and what what wisdom is being shared with us. So I appreciate your contribution as well. Yes. Absolutely. We, we do appreciate everyone's contribution here. Um, and I'm glad you read those weekly updates. That's wonderful, Janet. We do have someone on the line. Helen is on line one. Helen, can you hear us? She's got a question. Yes, I can hear. Uh, I would like to know how I could contact Janice for a session with her. Absolutely. Can you open up Google? Uh, Google Google.com on the computer? Yes, what do I put in? All right. Heal.me. All right. Heal period me. Okay, wait a minute. Spell it because I'm not getting the pronunciation. Heal, H-E-A-L, like, you know, a healer. Oh, uh, yeah, H-E-A-L. Dot me, M-E, like me, myself, and I. Dot dot M-E. Yeah, and then put in Janet's name, Janet Dorr. Okay, no space, no nothing. Um, yeah, yeah the, the search engine, the search engine brings, brings people when you put in my name to heal me, I think is the first choice pretty yeah. well all the time. So all you need, Helen, is just heal, heal.me and my name, Janet Doer, D-O-E-R-R, in your search okay, engine. J-A-N-I-C-E? No, J-A-N-E-T, as in Thomas. Janet. Oh, J-A-N-E-T. Yeah. And then D-O-E-R-R. Yeah, I remember the last name. Yes, that's right. D is in David, O-E-R-R. And that should lead you to the the link that's heal.me forward slash practitioner forward slash Janet Jor Medical Intuitive, etc. That 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 should pop up, honey, when you put that in, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you, Helen. Absolutely. Wonderful. So, Janet, you know, um, it's 5 a.m. for you. <laughs> very, very brave. I, th- I think I was thinking you would have at least two or three days. But even then, it takes about one day per hour of jet lag to get past you all. <laughs> our, you know, time difference. So um, thank you so much for being here. 
we so appreciate your beautiful presence on the planet, as people were saying. And um, what you know, what a, a perfectly timed lifetime. <laughs> because in these in this ascension era we're in um all this old stuff's going to come up to the surface all like you say it's if it's in the blueprint it's going to show up in the body or in outer events around one and we don't always think of it that way but people such as yourself you bridge between worlds and we we so appreciate it between dimensions and thank you so much for all you do and uh yeah Thank you, Caroline, and all of you, Vinayak, Rama, Tara, Micah, Penny, Omena, uh, Randy. It's been an honor to, and Dawn, thank you. Uh, it's been an honor to be in your collective presence and in this beautiful, beautiful circle of energy uh, you created together, and I had the opportunity to contribute to. And with all the beautiful listeners, I love you all. Uh, my heart goes out to you. I have great compassion for whatever challenges or health concerns you may be experiencing. Know that it's temporary and you'll move through it if you claim it and choose it. And of course, reach out for support, whether it be from me or any of the beautiful healers on the planet. Uh, we don't have to do this alone. We don't walk alone. You know, there's 7.6 or however many billion people on the planet for a reason. So allow ourselves to receive the support that's available from others. Wonderful. Beautifully put. Thank you so much. So, um, Don, I think we're ready for the music. Thank you so much to all our listeners for being here. And again, you can find Janet online. And she there's also wonderful other wonderful interviews with her available on YouTube, et cetera. So we, we really do invite you to look into her work. So many blessings to everyone. And we'll hear whatever song uh, Penny has chosen for this evening's outro. Much love to everyone. Namaste. Thank you, Janet. Thank, Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Janet. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Good night, Good we- night Amina. Until Night, we, Mandy. <laughs> until we meet again, Janet. We yes. Soon. Have you back? <laughs> Good night, Janet. Thanks so much for being. Here.